side. Hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. I want to thank everybody that is watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. You guys doing all right? You guys are warm? Come on, you're, you're warm? It is cold today. Like, this is a whole nother level of cold. Like, man, you getting a minus? Whew. Guys, happy to be in church this morning? Come on. Hey, before we jump into our, our new series uh, on love, uh, I, I got a couple of quick things that I want to talk about uh, really quick. Um, Matt mentioned this in the announcements, but uh, March 20th um, is our one-day VBS. I want to really encourage you guys to get your kids signed up, but also we're looking for people to sponsor kids. Um, the, the vision behind it is that your kids will invite some friends from the neighborhood or at their school that might not know Jesus, and we want to make it really easy. We want to remove the barrier and pay for those kids to go. We want them to be free. That's kind of the vision behind it, and so uh, we just need some sponsors, people to sponsor some kids, one, two, or ten, you know, whatever you want. It's ten bucks a kid, and so we just want to remove that barrier uh, from, from parents, you know, especially if they have multiple kids, um, and, and man, we just want to uh, allow them to come. It's just a blast. My nine-year-old it was like, this was the high of 2020 for me, Dad. And so um, your kids are not going to want to miss it, the neighborhood kids, the, your kids' friends. Uh, it's really going to be an awesome time. So I want to encourage you. I mean, grab one of these so you can invite uh, someone that you know that has kids. And then um, if you want, uh, go ahead and, and sponsor. Uh, sign up your kids and also sponsor them, all right? The other thing that I want to talk about is we want to bring coffee and tea back. Come on. First service was like, it was the best clap that I've had all year. It was just like, yeah, coffee, you know? And uh, for us to be able to do that, uh, we need three baristas per service uh, to volunteer. Now, listen, we're not going to ask you to make specialty drinks, right? You're not going to be asked to make a skinny latte with goat milk or anything like that, okay? We're, it's just, we just need people to pour and pump, okay? Just pour how many pumps you want. That's it. Um, just because we want to limit the germs of how many people are touching the pot and all that kind of stuff uh, during this season. And so we need three people per service to kind of just really serve everybody who wants coffee and tea. And then at some point, I know it's coming, uh, we're going to have the homemade goodies back out in the cafe. Some of you don't even know about the homemade goodies. They're like, homemade goodies? What? Yes, they're coming back on Sunday morning. Um, and so our hospitality team is so amazing, and, and they just love to bake and make wonderful things on Sunday. So um, that is uh, coming back very, very soon, uh, but we need some people to, to serve uh, the coffee, all right? Good? Many of you signed up for an impact team. I want to encourage you to, to follow through uh, uh, whatever, volunteering, um, going through growth track, and, and also uh, showing up to your team leads. Uh, I know signing up is, is one first step. Uh, the second step is, is showing up, okay? Whether it's growth track or, or actually uh, being part of a team. So I just want to encourage you uh, to do that, all right? Are you guys ready uh, for a series on love? Come on. Uh, we, we have communion today, and I'm so excited because it wraps up perfectly with my message. We usually do it on the first of every month. 
um, but we're doing it today, and so we're going to transition. Part of our response time uh, is going to be taking communion. Uh, we take communion really, really serious here at Passionate Life Church because God does. It, 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 the only thing we ask is that you are a believer, that you are a follower of Christ to take communion with us. Uh, and if you're not, uh, in about 30 minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Come on. Listen, last week we had eight people give their life to Jesus. Last week here at Passionate Life Church. Come on. It is encouraging to be part of a church that's leading people to Jesus, that's literally helping God rescue people from the darkness to the light. Amen. Come on, let's pray, and we'll get into God's word this morning. One, one quick thing, okay? Um, I would say that this uh, message is around a PG-13 rating, um, just so there's just some parts, okay? So if you've got little kids in here, you don't want them to hear something that you, want, you haven't talked to them about yet, uh, go check them into kids' service. We have an awesome kids' ministry, okay? Uh, if not, you're going to have some good conversation today with your kids, okay? All right? just what happens, all right? Come on, let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this moment. God, I thank you for every person that is in this room today, Lord, that it is by design that they are here and watching online. Holy Spirit, open our hearts, open our minds to the understanding of your love today, God. God, I just pray that you would speak through me, help me to get out of the way, speak through me today, God. Let it be your words and not mine. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... So the title of this series is More Than a Feeling, and one of the reasons, right, really the main reason why we named it this series is so I can actually sing the song. Come on. More than a feeling. It's pretty good, right? I've been practicing all week for that moment, right? That's what... why we named it this series. More than a feeling. More than a feeling. And that word love in our current society, in our current culture, has been so watered down. It's been so diluted that it's hard to even grasp what that word means anymore in our society. Our society treats that word like it's some type of an emotion or, or, or some type of feeling or, or just a physical act, right? That, that word is so watered down that we use the same word uh, to, to our spouse. Uh, we talk about our spouse that way. We use the same word to describe how much we like tacos. Do you know what I mean? Saying like, like that word has been so watered down. And, and many times in the context of our current culture, it's associated with a physical act. It's associated with sex. Love and sex, that, that's really how the world would, would describe what love is. Is and, and I'm going to prove it to you today that love is not something that's physical. It's not something that's just a feeling or emotional. Love is actually something that is spiritual. Love is something that transcends all of those things. Now, my wife and I, we we uh, like to work out. Well, I don't want to say like work out. We 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 encourage each other to go work out, and so we work out because we know that it's healthy for us, and we should, and it's good for our heart, and, and you know what I mean. It's good for our cholesterol and all of that. And so uh, I don't really like working out, but I, I do it because I, I see that there is benefits to it, right? There's benefits to doing that, and we encourage each other to do that. It's a physical act that we encourage each other to do. Now. If I were to tell my wife that I'm going to go to the brothel 
and, and have, uh, you know, three times a week and spend some time with some prostitutes, okay, nobody is going to say, yes, that's great physical activity. It's just like going to the gym. Like, like nobody is going to say that. And nobody in a serious relationship is going to be okay with that because it's not the same. Right? It's not the same. Going to the gym and going to a prostitute, going to, uh, you know, a brothel and spending time with a prostitute, that's not the same thing, right? Nobody would say that would. Yet, in our current culture, sex is defined as something that is physical. Love is defined as something is physical, but it's not. It's something that is so much more than just a physical act, but it's spiritual. It's Supernatural, but in our culture, in our post-Christian culture that we, we live in, many times love is nothing more than a feeling, an emotion, or a physical act. We're going to read a, a passage of scripture in 1 John from the love apostle, okay? If there's an apostle that, that, who specialized in love, it was John. He actually refers to himself in his gospel as the beloved, okay? He had some issues. But, like, if there was one guy that was just like, man, he's the love expert, it is John. And for some reason, this passage just really hit home for me. Uh, just, just, it just really hit home for me this week. Um, you know, Many of you know my story, and I started doing drugs at 15, and I really enjoyed doing drugs. I did drugs for about seven years, and I preferred drugs over alcohol because it was quicker, okay? It was, man, I just wanted to get high. I wanted to, to disconnect from my life, and, and so drugs were my preferred, uh, you know, thing to do. I just really liked them, and, and, and so when I got saved some 20 years ago, and I gave my life to Jesus, and I went all in. God just removed that desire to do drugs from me. He just supernaturally just removed it from me. And I was, I don't know, I was about three or four years on this journey with Jesus, and, and I was praying one day and reading my Bible for about two hours. I'm just like, I was just pressing in to God, and I was just really struggling with why would there be moments with God that I feel his presence and I feel his closeness and I can hear his word, but then there would be times in my life, long periods of time, where I wouldn't feel anything. And I, I just, man, there was just times in my life where I was just like, man, God, I cannot connect with you right now. I don't feel you. Where are you? I don't feel like the, that you care or you're answering my, my prayer. And, and this was just one of these days. I, and I remember exactly where I was. We were, we were living in Florida at that time. We had a condo and, and I was just praying and, and for over two hours and there was nothing. And, and I couldn't feel anything from God. And I was just so frustrated. And I said, God, why could I take a drug and within five to ten minutes, all of a sudden, I felt something. I started to feel good. And I'm like, God, why, why can I, sometimes I just pray for hours and not feel anything from you. And it's just one of these moments that are just burned my brain. I was actually walking outside on our sidewalk and, and it was sunny outside and I was sweating. I just really actually remember that in this moment specifically. And God said, because I am not a feeling, I am not an emotion, I am a person. And I remember just sitting there, just, just, just struck by that 
idea. And we're going to do a series in a couple months called The Third Person. We're going to do a series on the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I, I think we can get in this routine and we forget that God is Father and Jesus is His Son and the Holy Spirit works within us. We forget that this is a personal relationship that God wants with us. Now, any of you, any of you that have had any type of relationship, especially the married people in, in this room today, you know that every day is not like your wedding day. I mean, maybe, you, maybe some of you drink champagne and eat cake every day. I don't know. Maybe that's you, right? Not every week is like your honeymoon. And some of you that are engaged are like, what? Really? No, it's, it's work, right? And, and there's a lot of discussion and a lot of talking through things, right? And, and there's a lot of getting to know each other. And it's the same way with God. Yes, there's going to be moments that are mountaintop moments in our life with God. We're just like, oh, man, I just feel his presence right now. Man, I can, I, I can hear him. Or you're reading the word of God, and these, those words just jump out to you like as though God wrote them for you. Yes, we're going to have those moments, but a lot of those moments, just like regular relationships, we're going to have to go through things with God. We're going to see him be faithful and, and, and throughout our lives. And so, yes, there's going to be times that are mountaintop moments with God. But there's going to be other times where it feels like, man, where is God in this, this moment? And it's because he's building a relationship with us. Let's get to 1 John 4, 7 through 9. And there's just something about this passage that hit me really hard this week as I was reading through it and praying through it on Monday. John says this, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from who? From God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is what? God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Leave, leave this passage up for a moment. This passage just really resonated with me in, in my heart this week. And, and, you know, some of the things that the Lord was speaking to me about this passage offended me a little bit at first. I, mean, I was kind of a, a little offended um, by, by some of the things that he was speaking to me through this passage. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So what does this passage mean? This passage means we can't love outside of the context of God. If you don't have God, we don't have the capacity to love. If God is love, right, then if everybody who doesn't have God, anyone who doesn't have God, literally does not have the capacity to love anybody. And I just, I sat there in my office on Monday, and I was just like, well, what about the mom that seemingly loves her children? God's like, no, I created 
I created man, I created a man and a woman, right? Man, I've designed him more to be a protector, right? To be a provider, the woman to be more of a nurturer. That, that is in our, that's in our DNA. Like God's placed that in our DNA to be caregivers, to, to nurture. God's like, if they don't have me, that's not love. It's something else. Hopefully we all know people in our lives that don't know God. Because you're like, well, well, Pastor, there's this, this one couple that I know, and they seem like they're so in love, and man, they don't believe in Jesus, but man, they seem like their marriage is good. Their, your marriage can be good and not have God. You can get along and have a lot of things in common, but that is not love. What it is is idolatry. It's, it's not love at all. It's idolatry. You're, you're, you're placing something before God. And you're literally, what's happening in these relationships and lives that, that do not have God, that are not experiencing love, they're literally worshiping other things. They're worshiping their job. They're worshiping money. They're worshiping, they can worship your spouse. You can worship your family. They're, they're placing other things before God. And they're not experiencing love. They're experiencing some form of idolatry. And this, this, this message today is the foundation for the rest of the series. We really need to get this. And the reason why is that there's people in our lives who've never experienced love. They might think they have, but if they don't have God, they've never experienced love. And my hope is today that we, as God's people, that we would start to have compassion for people or more compassion for people, right? You know that neighbor that literally drives you nuts? Like they literally do stuff just to bother you, you know what I mean? Like let their grass grow high or don't take down their Christmas lights, you know what I mean? And they're doing it just to, just to, to mess with you, right? I have a neighbor like that. Um, and, and they just, you know, and... I've had to like, okay, they've never experienced the love of God. And so, man, I need to have compassion for them. Then there's people that you work with that just drive you nuts. If they don't have God, they've never experienced love. And because of that, we need to have compassion. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus is talking to a bunch of religious people that are trying to trip him up and and he says this about the commandments. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So Jesus is saying, man, you, you need to love God with everything. He's, he's first, heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. I, man, I feel like that is, why, equally? God, like, come on, equally? Love your neighbor as yourself. Why is loving other people equally as important as loving God? Because many times we are the only Jesus. We are the only love people will experience in their whole life. So that coworker that's always angry, that coworker that has a bad attitude, who is distant from God, doesn't know God, you could be the only love that they experience in your life. 
that server that is having a bad day. You could literally be the only experience with love that they have in their life. That family member that you avoid, you avoid their phone calls, right, and, and, and family reunions because you don't want to be around them. You could be the only love that they ever experience in your life. And, and I, I feel like that's, that's a game changer, you know, because we've heard the saying, well, we might be the only Jesus that someone ever sees or ever experience, but when we put it to a place of love, like, like, man, there's people, there's billions of people on this earth that are living without love because God is love, and my hope today as a church is that we would start to have compassion for people wherever we go, that it's not just that they're not living without God, but they're literally living without experiencing love. One of the things that I hear in, in our culture today, in our society today, and one of the argument, arguments that's brought up is love is love. Love is love. Love is love, bro. And really, when that argument is being made, it's based on they don't want to be told who they can't have sex with. Essentially, that, that's what they're talking about when, when, when they put this label of love is love. And, and listen, and I don't make the rules, right? God makes the rules. And, and he states very clearly in his word that anything outside of marriage between a man and a woman is sin when we're talking about sex. And so love is love. Is love. That's just really what it boils down to is that people in our society associate love with approval. And so if we disagree with people about their lifestyle, they feel like, well, you hate me. Well, you, you, you don't love me because you don't approve of my lifestyle. You, you don't approve of my choices. And listen, guys, love has never needed approval. Love doesn't need approval, and, and I'll prove it to you, okay? I'll prove it to you. I have, a, I have two boys, nine and seven-year-old, Jude and Zeke, Okay? And they are very high-energy boys, okay? They are always going, and they are disobedient every single day. They are naughty every day. They do multiple things a day that I disapprove of, okay? I disapprove of their actions. But my love for them, my level of love for them never changes. And that's what we have in a God who loves us through Jesus in this thing called grace. That's why we have signs on our building say, it's okay not to be okay. You're loved here. You're welcomed here. No perfect people are allowed. Because listen, listen, here's the truth. We all do things every single day that God disproves of. Every single one of us. Yet he loves us anyways. His level of love for us never changes. And because of grace, we get to stay in his, his love. Love doesn't need approval. Listen, listen, every single person is welcomed here. Man, you're loved here. You belong here. Like, this is a place where you can work out your salvation. And we've had many, 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 many people do that. Just working out their salvation of, of what it looks to follow Christ. Love doesn't need approval because, man, we all 
fall short, right? Paul says this in Romans. While we were all sinners, God sent his son Jesus to save us. So why do we love? Why do we love? We're going to tackle two questions before we close out and transition into uh, communion today. Why do we love? John 3, 16 through 18, and this is from the message translation because, man, I think a lot of us know that scripture. We get used to reading that scripture in a certain translation, and, and I just love the way that this is translated. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. I love that. Anyone, which covers everyone, right? Like, like anyone can have whole and lasting life through Jesus. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. Come on, somebody say amen to that. That God didn't send his son Jesus just to tell us how horrible we are, how terrible we are, how, how much we sin and fall short of his God. No, 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 that's not the point of why he came. He came so we could Choose love and experience love at the highest degree, this supernatural, spiritual love of God. That none of us would have to perish. None of us would be destroyed. Let's continue. He came to help. Come on. He came to help to put the world right again. You see, when God created the world, when he created the universe, he created it out of love. And by sending his son, Jesus, he came to set the world right again, to reconcile the world to his son, Jesus, which represented the highest form of his love. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Come on. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God, when introduced to him. My, my son Jude, uh, he's just discovering some of his, his spiritual gifts and, and, and uh, his relationship with the Lord, and God has been giving him visions and, and certain visions, and um, we've been having really good uh, discussions about it and, and uh, talking to him about when, when, the, when the Holy Spirit came and uh, Peter uh, talks about the prophet Joel, that young, young men will, will, will see visions and old men will dream dreams. And he goes, Dad, you see dreams then, right? And he, he's having these, these visions. And, and the other night, he was just like, Dad, I'm seeing Jesus. And he's going to everybody's house. And he's knocking on the door. And he's like, there's some people that won't open the door to him, Dad. But he's going to every single person. And he's knocking on the door of their life. And some people don't open the door. But he wants them to open the door. Man, his Dad, his love is great. Man, the Holy Spirit is everywhere trying to get people to come to him. 
And man, as he's saying that, I just felt like the Lord is just speaking to me. He's like, man, as God's people, man, we need to have compassion for the people in this world. Not only are they missing out on God and Jesus, but they're missing out on this supernatural spiritual love that only comes from God. Second question, how are we able to love? How are we able to love? Let's continue. Go to the next passage here. 1 John 4, 15 and 17. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. I love that John really just kind of transposes the word God and love. Like, like they're interchangeable. They're, they're interchangeable as John, as John talks about God and he, he talks about love, right? We, we don't just put our trust in God. We put a trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. We don't have to fear death. We don't have to feel that judgment, fear that judgment day. When we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, love resides inside of us. John is saying, man, when we accept Jesus, this is how we love. This is why we love. You know, it was joy that, that pushed Jesus onto the cross. It was joy that pushed him onto the cross, but it was love that kept him there. It was love. He was thinking about you and me as he's hanging on the cross. He's like, man, I need to give them an opportunity to experience God's love. And so it was, it was his joy that, that got him to the cross, but it was his love that kept him there. If any of you have ever been in any type of serious relationship, you can understand that there is a weird tension and awkwardness of who is going to say, I love you first. Right? There, there's, man, just date, dating's just, dating's hard, right? And dating, there's just this awkward tension of, man, does this person really like me as much as I like them? And, and man, man, should I say it? And, and what if they don't say it back? And, oh, you know, there's just this fear of rejection, of not being the love reciprocated or, or the level of like that you have for them being back at you, right? And, and, this is, and maybe you've been in this place where you've just, you just said the words, right? You, they just came, I love you. And you're hoping the response is, I love you too. But listen, if that's not the response, if the response is, you know what, I feel like chicken tonight for dinner. You are in the friend zone, okay? Let me just give you some advice. Run from that relationship, okay? You like them way more than they like you. You're in the friend zone, okay? Here's the thing about God. There's no awkward tension. There's no doubt, right? There's no wonder if he loves us. He broke the awkward tension and says, I love 
you first. And let me show you what love looks like. I'm going to send the best thing that I can send, my only son. And he's going to show you, he's going to display to you what love looks like. And he's going to give up his life. And he's going to hang on a cross. So you can experience supernatural love of God. Love is more than a physical act. It's more than a feeling. It's more than an emotion. It's literally how everything was created in the universe was through God's love. God's love is so powerful. And there's people all around us that have never experienced love. And it's our jobs as followers of Christ, not just to show them Jesus, but to, to show them love. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. We go into our response time. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never experienced God's love. And I want to today. Maybe you've drifted from God. And you just need to make a recommitment to God's love today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to make a decision today, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, God. You can put your hands down. Then I would just ask today that everyone repeat this prayer today as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you and I will live in your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.